This is episode seven of Study Acupuncture with me. Today we go over the mother-child rule. Welcome to Study Acupuncture with me, Richard Lai. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and acupuncturist. My goal, my mission, is to give you the education and confidence in acupuncture as a medicine, so you can pass the board exams and be the best acupuncturist ever. Thanks for tuning in. Let the masterclass begin. Dr. Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. At the time of this recording, it's been days after George Floyd was killed by police officers in Minneapolis. And there's been a lot of controversy from that because there's literally a video that shows the four police officers kneeling on him. And one especially, Derek Chauvin, was kneeling on his neck, literally for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And why did all of this happen? Why did all this start? It's because Mr. Floyd was reportedly at a grocery store using a counterfeit $20 bill. And so when the police showed up, they handcuffed him. They tried to put him in the police car. Supposedly, he resisted arrest. Other police officers showed up and they pulled him to the ground and they all just held him down. And that one police officer, Derek Chauvin, literally kept his knee on his neck for a total of eight minutes and 46 seconds. And at the six minute mark, you know, the video shows Mr. Floyd becoming unresponsive. And even after that, that police officer still kept the pressure on his neck. And so you're listening to this, you're a future acupuncturist, a healthcare provider. And some of you have already been trained in CPR, you know, how to recognize when someone needs CPR, how to administer it. Some of you have already administered CPR in like countless situations. I know I have, right? I've been in countless situations where CPR was needed, especially during this COVID crisis. So many patients code because of how severe coronavirus is, and the air is really tense. But when a code blue is called, all hands are on deck, and we have to be a well-oiled machine. Everyone has to know their part, get the crash car, alert 911, chest compressions, ventilation, everything. And why do we even do CPR, right? Why do we attempt cardiopulmonary resuscitation? If the heart stops beating, your body literally doesn't receive oxygen anymore. So your brain, therefore, receives no oxygen and no blood. Your brain literally then starts to die. So in order to preserve as much brain function as possible, to restore as much oxygen to the brain as possible, we have to give chest compressions and airway ventilation. So time is very, very valuable, which is why training is so important. And stage fright and nerves just have no place for you know, this kind of emergency. And so having this knowledge and seeing what happened to George Floyd is what makes it so much more infuriating. Right? As a healthcare provider, seeing someone denied the care they needed, his neck was physically crushed and blood flow to his brain was stopped to the point that he passed out. And at that point, his brain was left without blood for like two minutes and 46 seconds. He was basically physically induced into being brain dead. And if you've seen the video, there's this woman there. She has like this just sense of urgency. You can tell by her voice. I think she was an EMT from another state. And she's shrieking, check his pulse, give CPR. And I'm guessing it's because she recognizes the signs. She recognized the situation. She knew that an emergency was occurring. She wanted to run in and help, just like all healthcare workers want to. But she was stopped. So the quote, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. 
you know, as I talk, there's riots going outside, going on outside in New York City. There's police cars running over protesters in the streets. People are burning down stores. It's it's a big mess. Like 2020 is just a big mess. And it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to rebuild. So let's all do our part, spread love, and just spread light. All right, now let's get into today's masterclass. I feel it's fitting to go over something like the mother-child role, especially during this time. Acupuncture treatments are built upon a foundation of relationships. The points you choose, they relate to each other. They build each other or they reduce each other to create like an overall effect on the person as a whole. Just like every single one of my interactions with someone else, I can either tear them down or I can build them up. And I have to choose to build them up. That's my choice that I can make. And I try to build that intention into my day. It's hard. (laughs) And I'm realizing I can choose to build up or even tear down myself. And I think it's a battle that we all struggle with, this matter of self-destruction. But that realization, I think, is the first step towards growth. So the mother-child rule is an example of that choice. When treating a pathology, you select points to tonify or reduce a channel or organ according to this generating sequence. Remember the generating sequence of the five phases? Well, for your study guide pleasure, I've added a free PDF of all the mother-child points. You can download it for free at www.studyaccuwithme.com slash podcast slash 007. That's the numbers 007. So keep this in mind as we review the shoe points. The points that correspond to the mother is also known as the tonification point. The point that is related to the child is also known as the sedation point. So on the free study guide, I've made like blank templates so you can practice filling out the five phases because I find that format that I put there the easiest. So if you go to the website now, download it, and you can listen to the rest of the masterclass with it. Go to www.studyaccuwithme.com slash podcast slash 007. So you'll see what I'm talking about. Five circles, bottom right circle is metal, and then you go clockwise from there, water, wood, fire, earth, and then back to metal. So for, for those of you listening who are just starting out in acupuncture school, you're probably wondering like what these five circles mean and how does this relate to acupuncture? So there are five shoe points on each of the 12 channels. So there's 12 channels, we have five shoe points. And they're categorized specifically from distal to proximal in this order. Jing Well, Ying Spring, Shu Stream, Jing River, and He Si. And obviously we have Yin channels and we have Yang channels. So here's a tip. Yin channels, these specific Shu acupoints are assigned to a certain element. So the most distal is the Jing Well. And for Yin channels, here's the tip, they all start with wood. So for yin channels, they all start with wood. The next point is the ying spring, and that one is assigned to fire. The next one is the shu stream, and that one's assigned to earth. And then the next one is jing river, which is assigned to metal. And then the last one is he si, and that's assigned to water. So this order or this sequence is called the generating sequence. So if you take those five circles on the yin channels, start numbering from the top left circle, that's your wood point, and then go clockwise from there. The top circle is fire, then earth, then metal, then water, and then back to wood. 
So if we use lung, for example, the most distal point on the lung channel is lung 11. So that's your Jing Wao point. And since it's a yin channel, that means that it is your wood point. So put 11 in the top left circle. Next is the fire point, which is that top circle. So put 10 in that next circle. Then comes the earth point, which is 9. So put 9 in the next circle. And now we're at the metal point, which is the bottom right circle. So put 8. And then lastly, we have the water point, which is the he si point, which is the bottom left circle. And that's 5. So the sequence from Jingwell to he si for the lung channel is 11, 10, 9, 8, 5. We'll say it again. 11, 10, 9, 8, 5. So these sequences for all the 12 channels are super importante for you to memorize. So I'd begin as early as now. 11, 10, 9, 8, 5. Okay, so let's move on to the Yang channel. In the Yang cha channel, the sequence is a little bit different. The Jingwell starts with metal, not wood. So from Jingwell being assigned to metal, then Ying Spring would be assigned to water, and so on and so forth. So you would have metal, water, wood, fire, and then earth, which is the He Si point. So when you practice filling out the five circles, start with the bottom right circle as metal. right? For, so let's do like large intestine as an example. Large intestine channel is Yang. So it starts with metal. The metal circle is the bottom right circle. So the most distal point is large intestine 1 which is the Jing Well. So write one in the bottom right circle. And now we go clockwise. The bottom left circle would be Li2, or large intestine two, which is the water point. And then the next point is the wood point, which is large intestine three. Then we have large intestine five, which is the fire point, which is the top circle. And then lastly, we have large intestine 11, which is the earth point, the He Si point of the large intestine channel. That's your top right circle. So going from circle to circle in a clockwise sequence is related in the sense that one is the mother and one is the child. So the mother would be the one prior and the child would be, would be the point immediately after. So for example, on the yang channel, jing well, metal, right? Because it's yang channel. The first point jing well is metal. Metal would be the mother of the next point, the ying spring point, which is water. So ying spring water would be the child of jing well metal. On the yin channel, jing well wood, right, which is the first point, jing well wood point, would be the mother of ying spring fire. And ying spring fire would be the child of jing well wood. So let's say on the yin channel, what would the Shu stream earth point be in relation to the Jing river metal point? Shu stream earth would be the blank of Jing river metal. So earth is the what of metal. So on the yin channel, right, it starts with wood. So wood, then fire, then earth, then metal. So earth would be the mother of metal. So why is this sequence important to know? So there's an important rule in TCM. In cases of deficiency, tonify the mother. In cases of excess, 
reduce the child. I'll say it again. In cases of deficiency, tonify the mother. In cases of excess, reduce the child. So this rule, I mean, it really speaks to, I think, all of us right now in life. When someone is down, pick them up. It's easy to be the bully and tear others down. It's easy to be the negative one and just complain about everything, right? Just to go off on another tangent, I'm, really, I'm realizing that like life is really what I make of it. And in every situation, everything that happens to me throughout the day, I have the choice to make that situation a step towards growth or a step towards destruction. And I'm learning to choose growth more and more and just help others grow. So with this important rule in TCM, in cases of deficiency, tonify the mother. So why don't we do a case example, okay, where we use that tonification power of the mother. So imagine all of you, you passed your board exams easily because you studied, you listened to my podcast, you know, you helped others and, and fast forward, it's been two years since you've graduated and you're treating a ton of patients and your next patient comes in, you look at her face as if staring right into a mirror from two years ago. You see this tired, worn out student, probably has super poor sleep habits, probably has even worse dietary habits. And, you know, you could tell they're just trying to get by life while, you know, studying for the board exams. You point them into your treatment room and you tell them about study accu with me. <laughs> and also, you know, in your mind, you're going to have to probably use a tonification treatment. So during your examination, you, you know, you do everything, you do all the pillars, you find a tongue that is pale. So now tongue that's pale. You find a pulse that is empty. You ask her a bunch of questions. She complains that she's tired. She's been having loose stools. She just wants to lie down and sleep. She's been studying hard and just working like crazy. So what does this sound like to you besides your life? What does this sound like to you? And now, before you say it, I mean, let's go through the whole sequence first, right? Let's not just skip ahead. So first, let's make a sequence of examination. Basically, a sequence of examination is the same thing that you do every single time when you do an examination. So generally, when you're attacking a question on the board exam, you should read the question, read the answers, and then look at the tongue and pulse, right? Reading the answers is important because it can help you rule in, rule out what you find in the question. So read the, read the answers then go to the tongue and pulse. So what does the tongue and pulse say here? So the tongue is a pale tongue. So what could a pale tongue mean? Here's our differential diagnosis. A, tail, a pale tongue could be a lot of things. If the pale tongue is like slightly dry, it could be a blood deficiency. If the pale tongue is wet, it could mean yang deficiency. If the pale tongue is bright or shiny, it could mean chi or and or blood deficiency. So basically some sort of deficiency, right? So in this case, it just says pale, right? So it could be blood, it could be young, or it could be chi deficiency. Great. But we at least, you know, can narrow it down that's a, that it's a deficiency. So if there's answer choices that say anything but deficiency, you can feel free to knock those out. Now let's take a look at the pulse. The pulse is empty. So what are the indications for an empty pulse, right? So this is where, you know, your, your recall comes in. The indication for empty pulse, aka shoe pulse, is chi deficiency and only chi deficiency because the pulse is empty, right? It shows that there's no chi. 
So based on that alone, I mean, we've gotten pretty far, right? So now we have to look at the symptomology to pinpoint it down even further. So from your questions, you found out that she is tired. You found out that she has loose stools. You found out that she wants to lie down and sleep and that she's just been overworking herself. So these are key symptoms of spleen, specifically spleen chi deficiency, right? Because this, you see the spleen symptoms and then you see your tongue and pulse that it's chi deficiency. So those symptoms rule in the spleen chi deficiency, right? And the empty pulse indication basically is like the final data point that solidifies your diagnosis of spleen chi deficiency. So now, how do you treat it? In other words, what would be the principle behind your treatment? In other words, what is your treatment principle? How do you treat spleen chi deficiency? One way is the topic of today's masterclass by using the mother-child points. Spleen is the earth, right? Spleen is earth, and it's a yin channel. So this sequence starts with wood. The sequence from Jing Well to He Si is one, two, three, five, nine. One, two, three, five, nine. So in this case, it's wood. So wood is a top left circle. So place that number one in the top left circle and then go clockwise. Spleen two is a top circle, which is fire, then three, then five, and then nine. So spleen is earth. So what's the mother of earth? Metal, water, wood, fire, then earth. So the mother of earth is fire. So in this case, refer to your circle and you have spleen two in the circle at the top, which is the fire point. So you can tonify spleen two to tonify spleen chi. And there's other points obviously that can help as well, right? Um, not just spleen two. So like you have REN12 that tonifies spleen chi, stomach 36 is another one. Spleen three is a source point. So that's like a super tonifier right there, right? So tonifying spleen chi is super important because spleen chi deficiency can lead to a lot of different things, right? It's a precursor for spleen yang deficiency, spleen chi sinking, spleen not holding blood, spleen blood deficiency. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with poor diet, right? Inappropriate food chi or gu chi, which causes you to basically, you know, not be able to produce enough blood and produce enough chi. So it's really important for us to take care of ourselves, right? Eat a really healthy diet, sleep a good sleep, and just keep studying, you know, especially keep studying with me. All right, so before we go into the outro, let's do a quick recap of today's acupuncture masterclass. Remember the quote that we said? In cases of deficiency, tonify the mother. In cases of excess, sedate the son. And we also went over that from distal to proximal, the shoe points are as follows. There's Jing Well, Ying Spring, Shu Stream, Jing River, and then He Si. We also went over the tip for yin channels and yang channels. So in yin channels, the Jing Well point is the wood point. And then from there, it goes wood, fire, earth, metal, water. And then we also went over the yang channel. In the yang channel, the Jingwell point is starts, starts with a metal point. So from there, it's metal, water, wood, fire, earth. That order is called the generating cycle. And going in that order is going from mother to child, mother to child. The mother would be the one prior, and the child would be the point immediately after. So for example, on the yang channel, the Jingwell metal would be the mother, mother 
of Ying Spring Water, and Ying Spring Water would be the child of Jingwell Metal. And then we went over a case example of spleen qi deficiency, which I'm sure we all have. And so using the mother-child treatment, we were able to find spleen 2 is the mother point of earth on the spleen channel. But we also added some other points that would just be as useful or even more useful, like REN12, spleen 3, stomach 36, etc. Alright, so I hope you got some value out of today's acupuncture masterclass. Until next time, God bless and happy studying. Alright, so if you really got something out of today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you shared that feeling with someone else. Hit the share button, copy the link in a text message or tweet, share it on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag studyacupuncturewithme. Leave a comment, tell me you loved it, tell me you hated it, tell me what you want to hear more of or less of. And before I go, please go to Apple Podcast, iTunes, leave a review. It would mean the world to me, it would really help the podcast out so much and I would just appreciate it to no end. Until next time, God bless and happy studying.